You are listening to the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Shockley, and I'm here to learn alongside you through meaningful conversations with health and wellness practitioners. This is your time to experience some mindset shifts, learn practical tips, and get excited about what is possible. We want you to own the power of choice in your personal well-being journey. Let's discover what's possible right here in our Twin Cities community. Hello and welcome to the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. It's your host, Cynthia Shockley. And today I am going to speak with Allie Fitzpatrick. Allie is a transformational life, spiritual and manifestation coach, kundalini yoga and meditation teacher, astrologer, sound healer and mystic, guiding spiritually conscious women to connect in deeper and understanding their soul's purpose and helping them to accelerate and elevate their destiny. As a professional actor and concert pianist turned spiritual enthusiast, healer and coach, her training, work experience and soul have taken her around the world and back. She has lived, worked and or trained in New York City, Maine, India, Bali, Australia, Sedona, as well as so many other incredible places. She completed her undergrad and graduate degree for theater music performance here in Minneapolis and in New York City, her coaching certifications for integrative health coaching and intuitive life coaching in New York City and Australia, her Kundalini Hatha, Yin sound healing and Reiki training in Rishikesh, India, and is currently diving headfirst into co-opening a new Kundalini yoga space in Minneapolis, the Vitalist space. She passionately blends the tools of astrology, mindset, manifestation, energy, and frequency to offer powerful and comprehensive ways forward in self-empowerment and self-development that support the beautiful nuanced journey of each person's soul and the destiny that each of us are stepping into. Here we are with Allie Fitzpatrick, and I just wanted to share the way Allie and I met five years ago when she was a new teacher on the block (laughs) and she did a workshop. It was one of her first workshops. And I remember I came and was it at Open Mind Studio? Uh, Yes, it was. was, Yeah. And I remember I showed up and I think it was me and maybe one other person. And afterwards, Allie and I went to get coffee because I was also, I was a new yoga teacher in Minneapolis and we just ended up talking for quite a while and somehow we just like never ended up reconnecting we were like following each other on social media keeping up in that way and then i saw her shining face at one of the well-connected networking events and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) it's you so happy we could reconnect ali and that you get to just join me in having a conversation on this episode (laughs) Yes, I feel so grateful. Excited. <laughs> yes. And speaking about alignment, right? Because it was just, it just felt really right. We were in this shared space together. And I was like, let's get you on the podcast. And we've just both been so busy. We haven't actually done the email exchanges of what are we going to talk about? And so we just showed up to this meeting. We're like, what? We should plan something. <laughs> and then Allie was like, actually, I have this 
big news, big thing going on. And Allie has a new space opening up. So I'm excited to talk about that in our episode. But first, before we dive into this juicy, exciting news, Allie, for anyone who doesn't know you, they know your bio, but they don't know who you are in essence. Can you tell the audience a little more about your story and how you came into the healing space? Yeah, yes, absolutely. My whole life, I have always been a seeker and I always knew that there was something different about me my my entire life, even from the time I was a young child. I always felt like the black sheep. I grew up in a very small town, about 500 people here in Minnesota. And I grew up learning about the chakra system and about angels and about spirits and about yoga. And so these components of spirituality have honestly always been a part of my life. They were never, I wouldn't say I knew though, that I wanted to go into this. It's not even just a career path. It's my dharma. It's my soul's purpose. I didn't know at that time because my I started acting and I started dancing and playing piano and different musical instruments when I was, oh my gosh, four, four, I started dancing six. I started acting and playing piano. And so storytelling is also storytelling and music has been a part of my life for what, like 90% of it. And so that was my past. I went to my undergrad. I went to grad school for acting and for music. And that's what took me out to New York City. And so I was doing that whole journey and rigmarole, trying to get my foot in the door and just trying to experience life as a a young 20s, mid 20s, while just trying to live in New York City and like figure out who am I and what am I doing? And throughout that process, I realized... (laughs) There was something so off with what I was doing. And I kept getting met with resistance and resistance. And my physical body, like every time I would go to auditions even, and even in grad school and performance intense, like my physical body effing hated it. Like it was not safe. If we're talking about trauma and nervous system, my system did not feel safe when it was performing. And that right there, now I know, whoa, that's a big red flag out like there there was something there underneath it but because of that was my path forward my whole life so I'm like nope I'm sticking with this and then I met to this day she's still my one of my life and spiritual coaches but more up here now and I love her so dearly her name is Beth Whitted Clayton but I started going through all of her programs her health coaching her life coaching her spiritual coaching and through that I'm like whoa there's something more and there's something for me. And then I moved into health coaching. Health coaching though, is just life coaching in disguise. And that's what I got really excited about the life coaching is just spiritual coaching in disguise. And so I quickly moved from health to spiritual coaching and just like propelling into like, I am, as I said, I'm such a seeker and I'm so here for my own personal spiritual development. And so a little bit selfishly, I just kept going on my journey, unraveling of why I am here and what I'm here to do. And through that, 
it took me to India to do all of my, the rest of the training, I guess I've done with my Kundalini and my Hatha and my Yin and my energy work, Reiki training and my sound healing. I basically fell in love when I went to India the first time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, there is something here for me and I don't know what. Mm. And so I have to go back. And so I went back a couple months later to spend a couple more months of just diving head first into my soul's next iteration and why I'm actually here. And of course that was happening during my Saturn return. And I went there and at the same time that like the universe and my soul were like, nope, this is not the right career path for you. Like you're not supposed to be in advancement. You're not supposed to be in fundraising. You're not supposed to be in events or even acting. You are supposed to be helping other people awaken to their truths to their soul contracts, to their soul purpose, and to help them accelerate and elevate their own destinies. Yeah. And so throughout that time, I had also been studying, like the last 10 years, I've been studying astrology, just like behind the scenes, right? And so I started to bring that in to my client sessions and then starting to offer that as readings, as well as human design, as well as just being different modalities now throughout my own understanding of manifestation. And so now that's what else I primarily help and coach people with is just this understanding that we live in a world of matter and a frequency and of energy. And once you fully can embody that, it is so insane and incredible what you can create once you start to create a new internal state for yourself and harness this. Yeah. Amazing. And I feel like there's so much I can resonate with. It's like I was, I feel like we were living similar lives, except I was on the West Coast to finding myself. <laughs> and instead of acting, my path that I felt a tied to was medicine. And it's just, yeah, somewhere along the way, a certain teaching just really hit home. And gosh, do you remember what a good feeling that was when you just feel that pull and you're like, this feels right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're doing something that feels wrong for so long and you might even get numb to it. And then you get hit with something that just feels like home. It feels natural. And you're like, your whole nervous system just uh, unwinds. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it, I don't know about for you, but for me, it was it wasn't even as if I was experiencing these teachings, this work for the first time. I'm like, oh God, no, I've been doing this for lifetimes. It's, it is that coming home to, mm -hmm. but maybe yeah. at least for me, that's what it felt like. Yeah. It was like these tools, these concepts, like I practiced yoga in high school, but I very much used it functionally in my off season so I can stay flexible and strong for dance and <laughs> to perform, of course. And it wasn't until actually it was like the right time in my life where I had some big family trauma happening. I had my whole like ego kind of crumbling in terms of what I identified with. And that's where these practices came in and just completely shifted what I believe to be true. And I don't know if that is similar to you. You mentioned it was like Saturn's return for you or there like just big shifts happening in your life in general at that time. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say that 
I resonate with what you're saying. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. True. <laughs> and so there is such a power, like you said, in I love that concept of health coaching being disguised, like being life coaching in disguise and life coaching being spiritual coaching in disguise, because it's so true, right? Uh, Health coaching is not just about your diet, nutrition, exercise. It's what people think. But ultimately, where the most transformation happens is when we talk about your meaning in life. What's your vision for your whole health and well-being, including spiritual well-being, including emotional well-being, relationships in your life, financial well-being, the whole picture, right? And so for you to slough off the layers and be like, nope, purely spiritual coaching, here we go, I think is so brave and so honest. And I am so glad that you are now in this next season of your life, your career, your dharmic path, where you've got this vitalist space. So (laughs) tell us about this up and coming space. And first of all, what is it and what's offered there? Yes, 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 yes. This very candidly speaking, like I mentioned before, this is all very fresh and very new. I recently, so the few of us that have come together, what we all have in common is a, our practice of Kundalini, but also our teacher and our school, Rama Institute, out in Los Angeles is one of the locations, and our teacher, Buddha Jagat. We've all been craving Rama, and two of us specifically were like Rama Minneapolis. No, like it's happening. Whether we franchise Rama here or we just start and we create our own and then we see what happens and just this whatever wants to come through there is like spirit the divine is wanting to come through and is wanting to create something right now and we know it and it feels very fresh and alive and fertile for us and so maybe three weeks ago my friend Shanti Krishna and I were like Rama Minneapolis when we have the space we know it's time to get to work and within two weeks that's materialized with this angel, divine, goddess, queen, who, synchronistically enough, was old friends with our teacher. And so we, four of us got connected with her and she had this space and she had been craving this connection too. She's synchronistically, she's not from Minnesota, but she's here right now. And she had this space and she'd been wanting to create this as well. And so we all came together with this energy of wanting to create this essentially like conscious community, conscious, <laughs> we call it like a conscious culture club. But I love the, it. <laughs> and something that is so, you mentioned bravery and courage and tr- and just the truth of it. And that's something that through A, like I, I am here, I am a zero degree Aquarius sun, Pluto sitting on my sun right now. Everything for me is just stripping away what isn't truth and being able to stand in that as a beacon for other people, because we're a very soft world right now. We can't, people can't stand the truth and they don't want the truth, but guess what? The truth has a specific current. It has a specific resonance and frequency. And the truth is how you upgrade. It's how you up-level in life. It's how you accelerate and elevate. And so why would you not want to be living in that frequency, that current? And that's what all of us live in. And so a part of it is also like this truth revolution is what we call it. 
And so through that, we're it's very much embedded in the frequency and the practices, the energy of Kundalini yoga and meditation. But also we have sound there, we have astrology, we have human design, we have ecstatic dance, we have tantra, we have that soul nourishment of just bringing together these all of these practices we and just these modalities we want to be able to make them accessible and make them tangible for people in a way to understand energy and understand frequency and understand how once you can harness it you again just like with my own path you can create whatever you want to create yeah <laughs> And it's such a wide array of tools that you offer and modalities, but they all seem to have that common root of discovering deeper truth. Mm -hmm. And I know you, when we were talking about this initially, you had mentioned, because there, there's all these layers to healing, right? You get to this point where you're confronting trauma, confronting the pain that you're feeling, and you work through that until you get to this space of almost neutrality. Okay, now like I feel in control of my past trauma and the responses I'm making, I feel like neutral and calm and at ease. And mm -hmm. so what you're offering at Vitalist Space is what comes next, right? Yeah. Now that you feel level and stable, if that isn't enough for you and you want more, this is where you come to just up level and do it in community. Yeah, because it's not that healing won't take place, right? Because we're always healing. We're, we always have other layers that we're uncovering. And absolutely, there will probably be deep healing and deep like subconscious reprogramming of certain patterning that takes place. But it doesn't need to be so heavy. It can be, it, it can be a bit more you don't realize what's happening as it's happening. And it can also be fun. That's something else that's so much a part of my own trajectory is that like the energy of joy and the energy of play and femininity and embodiment and just like fun, right? I There's a different energy of being able to bring in that because there's also a level of authenticity, right? Just like being your true authentic self. Yeah, exactly. And there's such a power in that. And to even share space with someone who has embraced that truth, I think can shift a lot for the people sharing the space. So even like talking to you right now, I'm feeling this like burst of energy because of the energy you're bringing in. And it's really exciting to, <laughs> to just acknowledge that we're this phrase keeps coming up, like we're meant to heal in community. And mm -hmm. so this, I love the conscious culture club. That sounds so hot. It <laughs> sounds so <Right>. hip. <laughs> and your location is also pretty awesome. So can you tell people where the vitalist space exists, where the space is? Yeah, so it is right next to French Meadow in Uptown and Lindale. And it's the building that is attached to the CC club. So it's the space, half of the space above. So it's not directly above the CC club. You would enter a door next to it, but the entrance is right on Lindale. Yeah, it's a great location. And thank, I love, thank you for, I don't know, 
know if witnessing is the right term, but just like healing can be sexy and like our soul's growth can be sexy. (laughs) Modern, right? Like we're living in this modern 3D world to infuse the elements of the 5D, right? Yep. I love it. So you're, it's so funny when you said CC club, I'm like, oh, conscious culture club. (laughs) It's the other CC club. (laughs) Are you currently looking for a naturopathic doctor? Consider scheduling a free 15 minute discovery call with Dr. April Jones, servicing patients all across Minnesota with her exclusively virtual practice. Using a root cause approach, Dr. Jones works with women to optimize their hormonal health, gut health, and mood, supporting them to reach that state of health where they feel like the most vibrant versions of themselves. Plus, she has a background in holistic nutrition and health coaching, which she can tie together with this clinical experience as a naturopathic doctor to provide a real supportive health partnership. So ask Dr. Jones all through questions risk free at apriljonesnd.com and schedule your free discovery call exclusively for listeners of this podcast. Mention Well Connected during your discovery call and receive $50 off your first patient appointment. For people who are curious, right, what would you say, because there is what comes after healing, right? What is it that comes next? What, how would you describe to people the importance of this work, of continuing to evolve, to just keep peeling back those layers once you feel comfortable? Right. Because so that's the thing, too. And I feel like I not that I have gotten stuck there, but the for those astrology fans looking at it for me, purely astrologically, the last two and a half years of my life while Saturn was in my eighth house the eighth house is about death it's about rebirth it's about oh my gosh just like peeling away any of that subconscious gunk those patterns just like everything who you thought you were it's burning away all of that and giving you experiences of seeing what you're made of basically that has to do with death that has to do the shadow of scorpio the eighth house is also like control fear, addictions, mental health. And so the last two and a half years, so I was so deep into so many of these experiences. On top of that, right as COVID and the lockdowns were happening, I actually got stuck here. I was living in Australia, living and working, and I came back for a visit and the lockdowns happened and I got stuck. Like I literally couldn't go home to Australia. And and when that happened, Saturn moved into, so I guess we're getting a little bit astrological right now, but Saturn. Uh, Go for it. (laughs) And what is Aquarius? Aquarius is the sign of the humanitarian. It's egalitarian. It is community. And what is Saturn? Saturn is boundaries, it's restrictions, it's limitations. Saturn moved in. In theory, it, it was a time of community. And we were forced into isolation. Everyone had their own house placement, wherever Saturn was for you individually. And those would have been the lessons you were learning. But for me, these were the lessons I was very much learning the moment I basically was forced to stay here in my parents' 
home, my childhood home, which is great, right? Like you, you, a lot of beautiful past patterning gets brought up. And so that was what launched me into Saturn, into Aquarius, into a lot of really deep healing of my own ancestral karma and trauma of trauma that has happened here of a lot of Mm, my own self-worth, self-love of like partners that started coming into my life and mirroring things within myself of, are you going to settle for this? Are you not? Are you going to actually take the time to heal this? And so during that time, like I was the last two and a half years, I was very deeply into and wanting to heal a lot of things. I basically, I, a, I wasn't aware of, or B had pushed to the back burner but I also recognized I was getting caught in cycles, right? Because there's so much out there of, oh my gosh, come and please don't get me wrong. I have these practices. I am a facilitator of this and I love them, but there's so much out there for come here for healing for sound or healing for breath or healing for meditation. And it's beautiful. Come for this, but you can get in a loop. You can get in a loop. And it's basically like, how much more do I have to, do? for me, this is my Aquarius and Mercury being like, oh my gosh, all over the place. But for me, it felt like I was never good. Like the healing was never good enough. And I had to keep doing more and more. And I was never going to get to a place, right? Like I was never going to arrive and just be somewhere. And a part of me is, we are enough. And no one is saying no. You're fine. If you don't want to keep healing this, and my hands are in quotes, if you don't want to keep on that path this second, you can put it away for the second. I promise you, like you're okay. It's all going to be okay. Because that's what I needed to start telling myself about a year ago to be like, girl, you have done so, so much. You do not need to force yourself to keep going into these situations, to keep going into, and not situations, but like healing experiences, right? Because for me, not for everyone, but for me, it was also feeding myself, my subconscious that I just had more and more to do and that what I was doing wasn't good enough. And so when I finally, it's like, no, Al, enough is enough. You can put it away for now because I know and I trust that the universe will give me experiences when I need to heal something it's going to give me that experience. I don't need to keep putting myself purposefully into these experiences. I, I developed a deeper trust within myself. And through that, I realized there isn't a space, even for a lot of coaching there. I am I realized I'm not the one, and also with my generator self, with my personality, I am the best cheerleader you will ever have. But like, I'm, I'm the coach that you come to when you do want to up level, when you do want to go, okay, what's next? How can I further propel myself onto my course of my dharma or my destiny or my life path? And that is also so much a part of what I hope to bring and to create with this space of, okay, just like you were saying, it is important. It's so important to allow yourself to start to move through 
it's not letting go of things, but you're simply moving through and you're integrating. And once you can come to a place within yourself of, whoa, look at all that I have done. Look at all that I have become through this journey of allowing, of accepting, of embracing, of not getting stuck. Working with trauma, for instance, can get really, really heavy. And so the more we can allow ourselves to move through it and move with it and to celebrate who you have become, who you are now, not getting attached to the old narrative, that is where you can create the space. And that is so vitally important to not get attached to those old narratives because you're not the person you were before. But if you keep attaching to it, you will continue to create that same story. You will create those same experiences because you are attached. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's that these healing modalities can almost act like an anchor to past self because you are fixated on working on past self, working on past self, when there is an opportunity at some point to be like, wait, I've done the work, I'm going to trust the universe, and now I'm going to take what I've learned to progress and move forward and move into awe and move into joy. And that's where your work comes in. That's where vitalist space comes in. It's when people are feeling complete with their cycle of connecting to past self and healing and being like, I want to heal forward. I want to envision and come into a greater version of myself now. Yeah. Yes. Mm. That was but yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and some of the things that you provide, I love how you also mentioned that you want these this work to be accessible, right? It's not just, oh, you come to this workshop, you learn this thing and you have this experience and now you go home and you're back in your regular life. And at that point, it can feel like a band-aid of, oh, like that felt good. And now I'm going back into my real life and it's it, everything's the same. And so what Vitalist Space is doing from what I hear is that you want this to be accessible. You want this to be something people can integrate into their lives. Can you give an example of something that might be provided in this space that people can walk away with and start to integrate in? Yeah, the foundation of what it is, Kundalini yoga and meditation. There, So many people don't, either they don't know what it is or they don't have a great understanding of these tools because that's what it is. They're, it's a technology, they're tools to use. And so what we all feel pretty strongly about is that the authenticity of ourselves and being ourselves as these teachers, as these facilitators of, of this knowledge, of this information, of these practices, in that okay, fine. You don't have to wear like, yes, we wear white or lighter colors because it honestly helps you to expand your aura and it helps you to hold the space. And for anyone wanting to, so it's for anybody wanting to do that, right? That's, that wouldn't be a practice, but that's a tool to be like, Hey, you're feeling bogged down with picking up on other people's energy, their experiences. You want to be able to hold more okay, great. Wear some lighter colors and see how that feels as opposed to wearing dark. 
you feel like there's a lot of mental chatter going on in your mind. Okay, great. Wear a headscarf. You don't have to wear a turban. Wear a headscarf to see, as you can see, like I wear one most days, just how we can consolidate, we can use our energy in really practical, tangible ways. So those have nothing to do with the, our practices per se, the meditations, the breath, the mantras. And then there's all of those things too, right? Like you don't need to do these extenuating practices every day. Cool, if you have an hour, amazing. If all you can do today is cat pow, that is beautiful for three minutes. If all you can do is a really powerful ego eradicator, breath of fire, activating your auric field, your heart space, your lungs, that's amazing, right? Like it, you, you can start to layer on piece by piece or, oh my gosh, you're literally not in a place physically to do any of these practices or meditations. The first thing that we always talk about is the mantra. It's the sound current, that frequency that you start to get into, that you start to embody. It's their very special sacred currents that can literally change your fate, that can change your destiny, that can propel you forward. I cannot tell you what has, I can tell you, but like one specifically that I'm going to start to to work with on Monday nights with people who are wanting to go a little bit deeper is this it's called the fate killer the fate changer it's called the long mole mantra and I've only been doing it for three or four three Mondays and this practice what it does is it starts to change your energy field it so this blue energy that yogis are said to have that that meditators are said to have that practice for hundreds of hours, they get this resonance in their, we call it the arc line. You'll see pictures of Buddha, of Jesus, this halo that's witnessed around the crown of the head. We all have it. It's said to, to input this blue frequency of resonance to the divine. And it's helping you to be able to hold more. So when we manifest, I'm sure all of us have noticed things that we want might come into our lives and then we're not able to hold it. Why aren't we able to hold it? Because our auric body, our auric field, our radiant body hasn't, isn't strong enough. It calls it in, but it's not strong enough to hold it. So then it leaves right away. This mm -hmm. meditation, this mantra, this current that we are connecting with helps you to strengthen those fields and hold it. And so that, like those little practices that you can start to infuse throughout your day and then see what happens. Yeah, this really aligns a lot with the last conversation I had. The last episode was with Cole Carlson, who was also at the networking event that we met up at. And she does biofield tuning. And mm -hmm. so she uses tuning forks to help tune your auric field, to change up the frequencies that you're working with. And so it sounds like with the mantra work, it's just, you're the tuning fork, right? You're the, you are creating the sound with your own voice in order to change the literal frequencies that your body's emitting. And even wearing white, like you say, when you think about like electromagnetic fields, like photons, light, that influences that. And so to actually recognize that wearing certain colors can 
change your auric field. And I think there is some of that, there's science. And then there's also the mind body connection of acknowledging that and how acknowledging that then amplifies the experience. There's a bit of that, not exactly, I guess you can call it placebo effect, but it's placebo layered on top of physical reality that you are changing this. And now that your mind thinks you're changing it, now you're feeling it more. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. All right. So Ali, I know that when I think of sound baths, I, I literally think of you because of the work that you've been doing in community. And it sounds like that's something you'll be offering in the vitalist space as well. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, absolutely. So we have a few different like themed days throughout the week where it we might be adding in a little bit more, maybe adding in a little bit less. I know the days that I will be facilitating, like on Sundays we have, we're trying to start something up called Sacred Sundays, where it's a community-based event, where we will have a practice that'll be more meditative, longer meditation. And then when I'm there, it will have more of a full sound bath. So we, everyone in our, every one of the facilitators here, the teachers, they, we all play gong, we all have learned and studied that. And I facilitate larger sound beds. I we talk I talked about how I've been playing music since I was six. I've been playing gongs since I was 10. <laughs> and so I'm a professional concert pianist and singer. And so when the bowls I started, I, I trained in India for the Tibetan and Nepalese. I'm like, oh it's just a key. It's literally a keyboard in front of me. And then that's the same as like the crystal bowls. And so they came second nature as well as being a percussionist. And so I I have a lot of unique instruments that I will blend in and I'll play at the same time and I'll, I layer things. And so during these, and I sing as well, I sing a lot of mantras and chanting. And when I have a piano, I'll play piano and sometimes sing with that. A constant that I've heard time and time again is that it feels very much like a sound bath concert, which I'm guessing is very unique. I don't know. I'm the one facilitating. It is very unique. I don't think I've heard of such a thing. A concert pianist doing a sound bath. Like that's awesome. (laughs) Just being able to write like all of those, the instruments drop you into different mental states as are different. The brain waves, the frequencies, they help you drop in like the metals of all of my instruments drop you into your deepest state, your delta state, where the crystal drops you into your theta state, which is a bit more meditative. So yeah, that that will also be offered there probably once a week, more of the sound bath. Mm-hmm. And during every class, every event, there's about a 10 minute gong bath as well that takes you places. Yeah. Takes- so it's clearing external auric field that's emanating out with mantras, et cetera. And then being able to do some like internal, like literally like in your brain, changing the frequencies and the wavelengths. In every practice, every meditation that you do with Kundalini, it works with your, the pituitary gland, the pineal gland, master glands of your system. So it's the, are these practices literally change the biochemistry of that on top of using sound as a as an anchor as well frequency as an anchor yeah 
in every class every year. So we have our we have our soft opening on Friday. And we I'm doing a little bit of an astrology talk of just the baby, like our baby talking about oh, it's a Gemini. So it's a Gemini sun, it's a Scorpio moon, it's a Leo rising. Oh my gosh, you're doing an astrological reading of your of the vitalist space. I'm just gonna do the human design of our it's a little manifester baby. So I love it. <laughs> so we're gonna bring in that little compilation as well. And so every we're doing moon circles every new and every full moon. My friend and I to rotate. And so every class that I am doing will, because I'm an astrologer, will in will have some type of astrology. And we're doing cosmic updates that we're this month, we're also going to be getting our live stream up and running. And so that we're really excited about. I'm going to be doing astrological reports with one of my friends who he's an evolutionary astrologer out at Rama, another one of our main teachers there. She wants to do a once a month. She like our teacher that we've learned from doing an astrological update. So it's going to be really like this really cosmically infused into the space and just helping people get in understanding and using astrology in practical ways as well that aren't just, I'm going to come to a moon cycle, a moon circle and learn about just this moon. No, there's so much more to mm. it. Oh. That's awesome. And unfortunately, the actual soft opening on Friday, by the time this podcast is released, will have been last Friday. So sorry you got the news late, but that means the Vitalist Space is currently in its soft opening. You can go check them out. We'll have their Instagram page in the show notes so you can check it out and learn more there. And then June 18th is their official like hard opening and everything will be up and running. So is there any other way outside of the vitalist space? If people wanted to work with you, even one-on-one, -on -one, how would they do that, Allie? Yes, absolutely. You can head over to my website, alliefitzpatrick.com to check out more of my offer. It has all of my events. It'll have these events as well for vitalist space, as well as my coaching, astrology, human design readings, sound healing. I do a lot of privates for sound astrology at all. And then you can find me at, on Instagram. I am Allie Fitzpatrick. You can find me on Facebook, Allie Fitzpatrick. Yeah, then, we'll have all of it linked for sure. <laughs> and then I'm also starting a Patreon with just like monthly to weekly updates as well for us, for astrology, for Kundalini, for manifestation. Yeah. Awesome. I'm just like mind blown. I'm like, should Well Connected get a reading? Because that's super cool. <laughs> What's Well Connected's astro astrological reading? <laughs> yeah. I know who to come to, though. <laughs> oh, Allie, before you go, I would love to ask a question I ask everyone, unless I forget randomly. But the question is, if there's one takeaway that you hope listeners walk away from this conversation with, what would that be? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, this sounds really cheesy, but you can literally do anything you set your mind to if you change your mental state and frequency and every cell of your being to get on board with it. I'm a living. I, of that. <laughs> it was 
cheesy and then you added in layers of deeper stuff. So I'm all on board. And I think the cliches exist for a reason. And now you've been able to experience firsthand and through the work you've done with others, how true this is. I love it. Thank you for this. This has been so much fun, Zubia. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining, Allie. It's been such a pleasure reconnecting and just a joy-filled conversation. Thank you so much for listening to the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. Did you learn something new? Did you feel that spark of hope and excitement for what is possible? Because so much is possible. Tell us about it in a review on Apple Podcast. Not only would we absolutely love hearing from you, but these reviews help our ratings and help other curious minds like you find this resource. We are always better together. Thank you again and see you next time.